Yeah, welcome along to the bench. Kieran Regan here in studio till seven o'clock with you. And uh, Ryan Grace is over in Parky Rin for the county championship senior football quarter final double header. Two big games happening there uh, this afternoon. Duhallo taking on Clon right now. We'll get an update in very shortly from Ryan and the Bears taking on Nemo at seven o'clock. A hugely anticipated game, that one. But uh, first, a quick wrap of today's action and plenty of action there was starting with the football in the Premier League uh, there was a host of fixtures the early kickoff: Liverpool beating Sheffield United one goal to nil at Wingelum getting the uh, goal there for Liverpool then uh, the three o'clock kickoffs: Bournemouth and West Ham played out a two all draw Aston Villa and Burnley were the same two apiece in that game Chelsea uh, had a two nil win over Brighton while uh, Crystal Palace shared the same scoreline over Norwich City 2-0 there. Spurs also had a win um, over Southampton. Uh, probably uh, good news there for Spurs fans as well. Wolves having a 2-0 win also over Watford. The evening game, Everton taking on Man City at the moment as well. That's the evening kickoff. The latest score from uh, that game, uh, my screen's just after jumping here, but uh, it's 1-0 to Man City, Gabriel Jesus, uh, set up by Kevin O'Brien after 24 minutes, of so 1-0 to Man City there. Uh, the Tom Han Trophy also took place today, that saw the FAI Intermediate and Junior Cup winners face off against each other. Uh, it was Avondale versus St. Michael's of Tipperary and a finished and win for the Cork side. 3-2 was how that game ended up. In Gaelic Games, Connor Corbett has been named the Electric Ireland Minor Footballer of the Year at Crow Park, the uh, Clyder Rovers man got the award earlier on today as the rest of the Cork panel were given their medals for winning the All-Ireland title. Uh, staying with Gaelic Games, the Cork Senior Football Championship quarterfinals, as mentioned, are taking place in Parky Rin right now. Duhallo uh, facing Clonakilty. Ryan is over there for us. Ryan, it looks like one-way traffic so far for Duhallo. Very much one, one-way traffic there, Kieran. Well, absolutely. Do you know, it's funny. The rain isn't letting up and neither is Duhallo. It was actually Clonakilty drew first blood in the first half. Ross Mannix getting a point over the bar there. But since then, Kieran, I cannot stress enough, it's been all Duhallo. The front forwards and the half forwards for Duhallo all getting on the scoreboard. Anthony O'Connor with a goal and a point. Point. Point share between Fintan O'Connor, Owen McSweeney, Seamus Hickey, all of them getting on the board. Second half's just after kicking off now. Clonakilty actually getting a couple of points in a row there. Uh, substitute Sean, uh, Sean, uh, Sean McGavey is on. Ross Mannix actually getting a point again. It's currently 1-8 to 5 points to Duhallo here. Yeah, obviously the rain uh, playing a bit of, well, maybe not playing havoc with Duhallo, but, or Clonakilty, but uh, it is fairly bad up there. It's certainly very slippy, Carl. You can see it. The, the pass completion rate is very low for Clonakilty. They're struggling to string passes together, whereas when, it, when that ball is getting forward to the half forwards and the full forwards to Dehalo, like I say, uh, they're just really, they're, they're, they're being more, much more economical, you might say. They're taking their points. Uh, they're playing a more steady game. Uh, Clonakilty are panicking a little bit more. The rain and the wind certainly isn't helping Kieran, but, uh, but uh, Dehalo in a very comfortable position now, you might say. Yeah, there's another game there as well, Ryan St. Finbar's meeting Nemo Rangers after that at seven but I've seen a few comments on Twitter you might uh, be able to enlighten us a small but there's a, a big double header tomorrow in Hurling the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship semi-finals what's the pitch looking like? The pitch is looking a bit worn, Kieran, to be honest, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better from the weather conditions here. It, it it looked patchy enough. I was walking across it earlier on when I was getting myself set up, and it didn't look great. I saw those comments on Twitter as well, people concerned about the hurling tomorrow. Kieran, I wouldn't be surprised if it was very muddy and very torn by the end of it, because we still have a second half here to go, and then obviously the the, the Bars-Nemo game after that as well isn't going to help matters. So, uh, so yeah, I would not be surprised now if there was some uh, some issues with the pitch let's say for tomorrow yeah well uh, look Ryan we'll leave you get back to that match and we'll catch up with you later Ryan Grace there in uh, Parky Rin for Duhallo and Clon Duhallo leading that one so far and uh, as mentioned the Bears taking on Nemo at 7 o'clock in the Premier Intermediate Football Championship earlier on today Eroge had a good win over Ballingary 216 to 111 was how that finished in the Intermediate Hurling Championship there was two very important games for four clubs uh, in the Intermediate Championship the relegation 
playoffs were uh, taking place. Milford have overcome Kilbritton by one point. One twelve to 14 was how that finished. Barry Rowan and Piercing though, they needed extra time. And it's Barry Rowe who've uh, come through that one. 3.13 to one eighteen. If you're not a ma- mathematician, it was a one-point win for Barry Rowe after extra time. So a uh, big, big win there for Barry Rowe in that one. Elsewhere, Sars taking on Clodov. At the moment, uh, it's a helter-skelter game. Clodov, after coming up from the junior ranks last year as well, after they won the county title, um, and getting to a, an All-Ireland semi-final, I think it was, off the top of my head, but uh, playing very, very well last year, playing exceptionally well this year. Their second team winning Muskery, um, actually uh, in the Junior Hurling Championship, but uh, unfortunately going out in the first round of the county championship. But uh, there's 43 minutes gone in that, and it is Clodov who lead one twelve to 1-7 at the moment that's the latest now and in the Junior A Hurling Championship Balanskarthy taking on Whitechurch as well today another uh, anticipated game a big win for Balanskarthy a couple of weeks ago in their Junior Hurling Championship losing out the football uh, championship to St. James's but uh, Whitechurch uh, just losing out to Brian Dillon's in the city final and at the moment it's Balanskarthy who lead 12 points to 8 in that game uh, Glanworth or, or Harbour Rovers as they're known in Hurling are taking on Corsi Rovers at the moment the latest score in that one is uh, Harbour Rovers 12 points Corsi's one goal and five. They're midway through the second half in that game. I mentioned St. James's. Uh, they won the Carberry football title for the first time in their uh, history last week, uh, defeating Balanskarthy. Well, they're uh, continuing on, uh, as their Twitter says, the Saints are marching on. They defeated Cove on the scoreline today of 217 to two points. So a massive, massive win for St. James's. They mustn't have done a whole pile of celebrating during the week if they can uh, notch up that and defend like that. In ladies football, there's a massive game in Bishopstown this evening at 7.30. Bride Rovers, they face Kinsale in the County Senior B final. And uh, on that, the Senior A final takes place next Saturday evening. And we are doing a huge Facebook Live preview here on Cork's Red FM and the Big Red Bench uh, tomorrow evening from 7.30. We'll have guests Lisa Crowley, Aoife Fitzgerald and Joanna Reardon uh, looking back on the year that was, the season, and uh, looking ahead to next week's final between Mornaby and West Cork, a repeat of last year's final. In Rugby Ireland's Joey Carberry says that a lack of patience was a factor in their 1912 defeat to Japan at the World Cup. Carberry kicked the ball out of play to end the game and secure those losing bonus point a decision uh, which Joe Schmidt defended Carberry though says that they will look to regroup quickly there was panic uh, we just tried to regroup and we actually got into good positions but we let ourselves down with a few handling areas and a few disciplines so um, yeah I, do, I definitely think we got into the right parts of the field and just we kind of the, the patience maybe let us down a bit uh, Ireland, meanwhile, will have to plan without Jack Conan after Joe Schmidt confirms he'll uh, return home tomorrow after suffering a fractured foot. And Rob Kearney, he's also failed a uh, head injury assessment in today's defeat, so he'll definitely miss the next match against uh, Russia. I think it is uh, elsewhere today. South Africa beat Namibia 57-3. And Argentina overcame Tonga 28-12. Munster, meanwhile, opened up their Pro 14 campaign with a big win, a bonus point win as well, over the Dragons 39-9 was how that one finished. There's been a goal, another goal between Everton and Man City. Ian Brown, is that Goodison Park? It's Everton 1, Manchester City 1, Everton level against the run of play. Seamus Coleman, the captain, was claiming the goal with a cute finish over goalkeeper Edison, but the final touch seemed to come from Dominic Calvert-Lewin diving in right on the goal line. He might have been offside, actually, in the build-up, but VAR was happy. It's Everton 1, Manchester City 1. Yeah, so about uh, 33, 35 minutes gone in that one so far. In basketball season, uh, back underway in the Women's Super League. Uh, Father Matthew Sagan on Marble City Hawks today. While the latest score we had between Ambassador UCC Glanmire and Ormore Marie was it was uh, Glanmire who were leading 22 points to 19. Uh, Priobal Colester, they're taking on Singleton Super Value. Brunel, that one has just tipped off as well. And at 8 o'clock in the Men's Super League, Marie faced CNS Neptune. In the Men's Division 1, Balancholic have had a good win today. They defeated Port Leash 85-71. In golf, Victor Perez and Matthew Southgate they shared the lead after day three of the Alfred Dunhill Links Championship on 20 under par Shane Lowry and Potter Carrington are the leading Irish players after finishing on 13 under there
in athletics. It's a disappointment for Mark English and Thomas Barr at the World Championships in Doha. English finished seventh in the 800 metre heat, while a season best time of 49.02 wasn't enough for Barr to make the final of the 400 metre hurdles. Brenda Boyce, he's in action in the 50k walk at 9.30. Unfortunately, uh, Michelle Finn didn't win her uh, heat either yesterday in the 3,000 metre steeplechase, so she's out of that as well. Now, a quick look around at the uh, football grounds Spurs and Southampton, Andrew Cheel. Tottenham 2, Southampton 1. Spurs played 60 minutes with 10 men after fullback Serge Aurier was sent off for a second yellow card. Hugo Lloris with a blunder handed an equaliser to Danny Ings after Ndombele had put Spurs ahead. Harry Kane restored the lead before half-time and after the break, two world-class saves by Hugo Lloris made up for his crash error and helped Spurs hang on just. Spurs 2, Southampton 1. Aston Villa and Burnley was entertaining enough to I'm Gail. Full time Aston Villa 2, Burnley 2, and the home side remain in the bottom three as they once again drop points from a leading position. Going into the half time, it was Al Ghazi's half volley which separated the two sides, but Sub J Rodriguez equalised with a header not long into the restart for the visitors. And then John McGinn, with just over 10 minutes remaining, he finally found the back of the net, having one disallowed for VAR in the first half. But then less than two minutes later Burnley up the other end Chris Wood the Kiwi with a headed goal no one scored more headers in the past two seasons in the Premier League than the Burnley striker at full time Aston Villa 2 Burnley 2 yeah, good uh, draw there. Crystal Palace and Norwich. It was uh, two goals to nil in this one, Mike Lawrence. Crystal Palace 2, Norwich City nil. Palace remain unbeaten at home in a game of a few chances at either end. Palace were good for their half-time lead as the visitors took time to settle. Luka Milivojevic broke the deadlock midway through the first period after Amadou fouled MacArthur in the box. Milivojevic deadly as ever from the spot. As the clock entered added time in a fairly uneventful second half, Palace sealed the points when sub Andros Townsend slotted home a left foot drive inside the box Crystal Palace 2 Norwich City nil. Not uh, all plain sailing for Watford Wolves uh, had a good win over them Alex Winter Wolves 2 Watford nil. Wolves finding some respite in the meeting of the teams afoot at the Premier League Matt Doherty with a hand in both goals first turning in Pedro Neto's cross to open the scoring on 18 minutes and after half time providing a cross that was flicked onto the head of Watford defender Darrell Yanmat and into his own net Watford have now not kept a clean sheet for 19 matches, one short of their club record, and remain winless and bottom of the Premier League. They finish Wolves 2, Watford 0. Yeah, elsewhere, Chelsea and Brighton, Ian Beach. Two, Brighton nil. Chelsea's first home win in the Premier League this season and their first clean sheet in any competition. But they had some luck along the way. They were undeniably the better team, creating the vast majority of chances. But the first goal was a penalty scored by Jorginho after Brighton defender Adam Webster miscontrolled a pass, trying to make up for his mistake. He fouled Mason Mount. The second was scored by Willian, but took a deflection on the way into the net. It finished Chelsea 2, Brighton nil. That's our Bournemouth and West Ham, Alan Lewis. It's finished Bournemouth 2, West Ham 2. A thoroughly entertaining game of football ends all square. Yarmolenko gave West Ham a deserved lead, but Joshua King got Bournemouth level. His goal eventually given after a VAR review. Callum Wilson put the home side in front less than 30 seconds after half-time. He then missed a great chance to get a third just moments before Aaron Cresswell equalised at the other end. For the Hammers, Ramsdale denied Declan Rice a good save, but Joshua King had a shout for a penalty right near the end that was waved away by the referee both sides missed the chance to go third it finished Bournemouth 2, West Ham 2 and uh, the earlier game Liverpool overcoming Sheffield United Joe Townsend watched this one at Bramall Lane Sheffield United nil, Liverpool 1 Jeannie Wijnaldum's weak shot which Dean Henderson allowed to squirm under his body proved the difference in the end to make it seven straight wins to start the Premier League season for Liverpool who in truth were really poor Sheffield United will be left pondering what might have been especially when late on Leon Clark's outstretched boot could only poke the ball all over from six yards out. Sheffield United nil, Liverpool won. 
Just to give you an update, uh, Glen or Harbour Rovers, I should say, uh, taking on courses in the County Junior A Hurling Championship. It's uh, courses lead by a point now, twelve points, uh, or two two five. Sorry, it's Harbour Rovers leading Corsi Rovers. Uh, you get mixed up with the Rovers. Harbour Rovers twelve points, Corsi Rovers two goals and five. They've just got a goal from play there elsewhere in the Intermediate Hurling Championship. Clodov one thirteen, Sars one ten. Three points in the difference and five minutes left. If uh, Sars can. Uh, pull that one back so not long left in that County Intermediate Hurling Championship semi-final Whitechurch taking on Balnascarthy in Brinney the latest score there Balnascarthy uh, starting to pull pull, uh, away there it's 15 points to 8 is the uh, latest score from that game. Now, uh, we'll have updates throughout the rest of the show. Ireland uh, lost out to Japan earlier on today, 19-12. Probably not a fantastic Irish performance, uh, only scoring in the first 20 minutes and not scoring for the rest of the game after that. I caught up with uh, rugby correspondent for the Irish Examiner, who's over there, Simon Lewis, uh, about the game. Uh, I'll be joined on the line by Simon Lewis, who's over at the the Rugby World Cup at the moment. Uh, Simon, welcome to the Big Red Bench. How are you doing? Um, uh, not the result Ireland fans would have wanted uh, losing out to Japan today. I suppose uh, people would know that you know J- Japan are, aren't any rollovers or anything, but they they certainly uh, proved their worth today against Ireland. Yeah, I mean, if you look, think back to four years ago, um, beating South Africa in Brighton at the World Cup, that was a real kind of coming of age moment for Japan. This is less of a shock, but in a way, mm-hmm. Ireland had, you know, knew it was coming and they still couldn't do anything about it. So, you know, Japan came into this World Cup ranked ninth in the world um, and they'll go up again after this. But it's, Ireland still shouldn't have lost this game. Let's make no bones about it. But uh, Japan were, were well worth their victory. Yeah, they, they certainly were. Um, like, there's, there's, was Ireland's game plan exposed? You think? I know they played well in the, the first part of the game, but Japan kind of took over and Ireland didn't even score in the second half. They didn't score for the last hour. Uh, after 20 minutes, um, they got off to a great start. But even then, even, you know, two two tries in the first 20 minutes, Gary Ringrose and Rob Carney, they they were still kind of losing those gain line um, um, collisions yeah. to some pretty big back rowers, Amanaki Maffey, who then made way for their captain off the bench, Michael Leach. And, you know, once Japan got some momentum with that crowd behind them, it was real fever pitch stuff inside that stadium. Um, and, and it just grew and grew and grew. And, and Ireland, it wasn't necessarily the game plan that was wrong. It was their, their discipline. They just kept allowing Japan to build scoreboard pressure. They, they repeatedly strayed over the offside line. Connor Murray gave away three penalties on his own out of the nine. You know, and um, it was just a really bad day at the office in those terms. Schmidt wasn't happy, I suppose, with uh, a lot of the the penalties today, or or some of them anyway, in post-match. But Ireland did give away an awful lot of them. Um, The referees would have been spoken to during the week on all that. Uh, Do you think that had an effect today? I think there was always going to be a clamping down from referees, but Ireland didn't help themselves in any shape or form. Um, you know, you can't stray offside to this, the extent that they did, um, and, and not expect to get away with it, you know, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just difficult. If you keep handing the momentum back to the opposition, it doesn't matter how highly you're ranked. If you keep handing teams opportunities, um, access points, entry points, then you're going to struggle. And uh, uh, Japan were just able to build momentum and climb into that game. They were 12-3 down after 20 minutes. And you'd have thought, all right, Ireland are going to kick on from here. But, but you know, like they, they kept allowing Yotamura to kick these penalties. And it was, it was a, a, a three-point game by half time. And if you don't start the second half, um, you know, it was so kind of unstructured that, the start of the second half, but but that suited Japan and it didn't suit Ireland. Yeah, Japan could have got a try right at the the desert as well, only for uh, Savage running by uh, Ireland to to stop them. They, the score could have yeah, been a lot worse. Bell. I mean, it could have been worse, exactly. And they they've escaped with a bonus point, which could ultimately see them through. But um, 
they could have salvaged a draw perhaps if Joey Carberry had decided to to manoeuvre his team upfield. But he's he's already defended his his decision to kick the ball out and and take the the bonus point. Ireland aren't out of this World Cup. This is a big shock. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but um, Ireland have the the two most difficult games out of the way now. They have Russia now on Thursday. You, you would have expected a, a second string to go out and beat them anyway. And then they've Samoa nine days later. So it's still well within their grasp to reach the quarterfinals. And um, either of which was South Africa or New Zealand was going to be very difficult. So nothing changes. This, um, this is just not what was part of the plan. Yeah, do you think there's too much talk about South Africa in the quarterfinals? Possibly, and we were all probably guilty yeah, of yeah, it. Right. And Japan, in fairness to them, they they um, they backed their uh, words during the week, very bullish during the week. They said exactly what they were going to do to Ireland. They were going to double-team every tackle, and they did that. They, they stopped Ireland in their tracks. And, um, you know, it's... Um, they, now they have a, a genuine opportunity to get to their first quarterfinals. Yeah, like obviously you mentioned, it's not over for Ireland by any means. There's still uh, two games to go with Samoa and Russia, but does it put pressure on Ireland now? Um, like Scotland should beat Samoa on Monday. Uh, in the table, I think Ireland do have the, the two bonus points. Uh, so they're second on the table anyway, but J- Japan um, can still drive on and, and there could be that possibility. I know it's a very outside possibility, but Ireland may not qualify. Yeah, and, and you've got to factor in as well that Japan have to play Scotland in the final game. Yeah. Um, they've also got to play Samoa. So, it, you know, things don't get much easier for Japan um, as good as they were today. They will be lifted by this, um, no mistake, um, and they will go in with confidence against the Samoans whenever they play uh, next. But that, that game against Scotland... That's their final pool game. The same weekend, Ireland play Samoa. Is it takes on a bit of a a knockout yeah. uh, complexion to it, doesn't it? Um, Ireland should be okay by then, but um, we thought that before this weekend, yeah, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. <laughs> um, and look, uh, just on injuries and everything, Simon, how are they going to be looking uh, against that next game against uh, Russia? I know Rob Kearney, I think, failed his HIA after the game there today um, you'd expect Johnny Sexton to be back um, but injury wise yeah, Johnny, Sexton, Johnny Sexton was prowling um, the touchline um, during the warm up he's obviously I mean he'd have hated not playing in that game um, Joey Carberry came back okay he came through after his ankle injury he's been out for seven weeks if you if you remember, and uh, the one bad new bit of bad news is that they're going to have to send for a replacement for Jack Conan, who fractured a foot in training. That was confirmed tonight as well. I think expect uh, an announcement from the island camp. Looks like Geordie Murphy, but that will replace him. But that's not confirmed yet. Um, so yeah, there's some running repairs to be done. That was a bruising game, and um, Ty Furlong came through a, an HIA and returned to the field. So there weren't any kind of um, worrying injuries other than that that Rob Carney uh, failed HIA and I think there was a suspicion that Chris Farrell also went for an HIA but that wasn't confirmed so we'll wait for an update on uh, when uh, Ireland shift their training base to Kobe ahead of that uh, Russian game. Yeah well just on the, the Rob Carney incident was there an incident, possible incident there missed by the, the officials uh, an arm being thrown in the, the way of Carney's face? Well, if there was, I didn't. I didn't catch yeah. that. But um, um, yeah, anything's possible during this yeah, World yeah, Cup yeah. with uh, things going missing. So who who knows? I'm sure if if there is a case to answer, that Ireland will alert the sighting commissioner. Yeah. Well, look, uh, Simon Lewis over at the the Rugby World Cup. Uh, thanks very much for joining us on the Big Red Bench. No problem. Anytime. Cheers. Uh, Simon Lewis speaking to me earlier on today after Ireland's uh, 19-12 loss to Japan in the second uh, round for them of the Rugby World Cup. Um, just some updates. Uh, to, to, to Corsi Rovers have defeated Harbour Rovers 3-6. 
to 12 points so uh, 15 points to 12 overall in that Harbour Rovers uh, finalists in the Avon Dew final uh, elsewhere there is an update uh, between Cladov and Sars uh, 63 minutes gone it's still going on and it is Cladov 115 Sars 111 well into injury time there so we should have a result in the next few moments elsewhere Balnascarthy have uh, defeated Whitechurch 17 points to 8 is how that game has finished and uh, like I mentioned we'll have a result from the Intermediate Hurling Championship semi-final between Cladov and Sars very shortly. Now Sean Cronin uh, also spoke to the media after Ireland's loss to Japan. Um, what's the initial thoughts after that defeat? Um, in terms of performance? Yeah. Um, discipline big issue uh Give away far too many penalties, something that we pride ourselves on. Um, she gave them access into the game. Um, you know, they were they, 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 they put in a great performance, they can't take anything away from them. Um, um, turned the ball over at key times on their line. Um, you know, like I said, a couple of knock ons in crucial areas, turned the ball over, um, you know, which was on the back of them putting us under pressure as well. So there's a few big areas there a couple of penalties that we, we give away so um, a few key areas that we need to be better on going forward in the competition Why do you think the discipline was off a little bit today? That's something we'll have to look at um, collectively as a group as a player group and, and the coaches and um, we'll have to see what, what kind of areas I, I know we probably you know the offside line was um, I suppose something that was talked about earlier last weekend in the competition um, we've seen to be probably ahead of the ball there a small bit um, scrum penalty um, like I said a couple of turnovers in the tackle so um, it's something that we'll have to look at as a group and um, see the, where, where, where we can get better Were you surprised by Japan's performance? No no we've done tons of analysis on them um, so four years ago what they did to South Africa um, so all credit to them I thought they were really really good um, you know, fantastic atmosphere, both sets of fans. Um, so fair play to them. I think today they, they thoroughly deserved their win. How tiring is it being out there in that humid heat and relying on phase play quite a bit to, to get you over the line? Um, yeah, we, we anticipated it'd probably be a bit hotter um, and more humid. I think it was around sixty percent or something. Was supposed to be higher. So again, can't use that as an excuse. We had prepped and got ourselves. We trained in um, you know savage heat on Thursday. Um, so it's tough it's, it's tough for them it's tough for us so can't use that as an excuse there's been plenty of peaks and troughs in, in 2019 so far the Wales last warm-up game Scotland last week were the peaks the England warm-up game and today you'd have to say are the troughs where is Ireland's real form at the moment is there a performance that really represents you so far this calendar year um, it's a tough question I know um, it's been slightly up and down um, we have a huge uh, wealth of experience in that players group and we're going to have to regroup and get ready for Russia and Samoa um, so we're going to have to yeah we're going to have to get get as tight as we have ever been this week and uh, really review that performance and like I said those key areas too many penalties too, too many turnovers stuff like that that we're going to have to get better as to try and get that best performance we can Are you confident that you can turn it around? Yeah of course like I said we have a players group in there core leadership group as well um, wealth of experience so like I said we're going to have to get tight this week aware of that result and uh, as a group and um, just get better for, for the next game Just a, a last one then do you feel teams have found it easier to figure out Ireland and when they crack you they're getting a lot more joy than they previously used to get off you? Well, I suppose every team is doing such in-depth analysis on, on, on us and, and, and like, like we do in other teams so um, no I think you saw the Scotland game I think it was a real clinical performance and I just think today we left ourselves down in key areas that we need to get better in Pass it up next week, Sean. Cheers, lads. Sean, was there a sense of panic in that second half? Like you mentioned, those turnovers and uh, the concession of penalties. Did you just feel like it was getting away from you? And perhaps you didn't just react as much as you, as good as you would like to? Um, I wouldn't say panicked. I think I'm going like, to probably use a term where I thought that we were close to cracking them three or four times, especially when I was on, we got close to the line. Um, but again, in, in the crucial area, turnover on their line or, or a spilt ball, um, were key areas that we didn't get right and ultimately in test rugby you're not 
we're going to be under big pressure if we don't take our chances and uh, unfortunately that's what happened to us today. We don't take too much heat in the rankings. Like I said, I think Japan are a quality outfit with some outstanding players and I think, um, like I said, I'm not going to take anything away from their performance today. Um, yeah, it's, it's obviously a big low for us. It's a World Cup and um, we're bitterly, bitterly disappointed and uh, like I said, we're going to have to regroup this week get really, really close and wear the results and look to get better and come back stronger next next week. How were Joe Schmidt and Andy Farrell with you in the team rooms afterwards? What, what, what kind of reaction did they give you immediately? Literally, that's what they said. Um, we're obviously going to do a big review in the game and um, see where we left ourselves down and what key areas. And uh, you know, there's no thrown chairs or any like that kind of stuff around the place. It's um, we're going to have a good look at the game and, like I said. Too many penalties, too many turnovers, and in Test rugby, you just can't do that. And uh, especially in the World Cup, where we're up against the host nation, and they were putting in a massive performance and putting us under big pressure. And being the hosts, did you kind of get a feeling of the crowd's part in, in all this today? I mean, did, did you feel that it wasn't just a Japanese team against you? It was kind of always dating the whole country. Yeah, like I said, it was it was a fantastic atmosphere. Um, they're a special group of fans, just like our our own, and. Uh, it was a great game, atmosphere-wise, to play in, but obviously coming out on the wrong side is never nice. Do you know the, the, the kind of layout of the pool now? Will you, you already sort of thought ahead of it, or are you just thinking just win, just win from now on and you'll be all right? Yeah, performance and uh, see where we go after that. we got to get that right and target rush. It's a quick turnaround, and um, we're going to need all 31 players this week to, uh, to get ourselves right to, to, to go at rush as best we can. Yeah, there you have uh, Sean Cronin speaking after the Japan-Ireland game earlier on today in which uh, Japan nabbed the win 19-12. Uh, Full time from the Intermediate Hurling Championship semi-final Kledov have beaten Sars 115-111 to uh, so a massive win for Kledov after coming up from the junior ranks last year to uh, go straight into the Intermediate Hurling Championship final. Uh, still to come on the bench we'll hear from Joey Carberry and Joe Smith on that loss. We'll also get an update from Par- Parky Rain from the Duhallow and Clonic Hilty game. That's uh, close to uh, finishing there. It's Duhallow uh, 215, Clonic Hilty 12 points. We'll have a full time report there from Ryan very shortly. And we'll also hear from Cork City boss Neil Fenn after our loss to Derry City last night. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Welcome back to the Big Red Bench. Kieran Oregon with you till 7 o'clock. Ryan Grace is over at Parky Arena. We'll be catching in with Ryan very shortly. It's uh, finished in a good win for Duhallo over Clon. 2.15 to 12 points there. Uh, St. Finbars and Nemo Rangers getting ready to go head-to-head at 7 o'clock. Uh, still, we'll hear from Neil Fenn, Cork City Manager, uh, a little bit later on. But uh, first, uh, Joe Smith spoke to the media after the uh, game today. Joe, uh, just ask for your immediate response to the defeat and afterwards if you could just give us a bit of an update on uh, injuries and Jack Conan's situation. Yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd like to first of all congratulate the Japanese for the energy, intensity, the skill they brought to the game tonight. Uh, they are a big team and they play big and they were very difficult to contain. Um, I felt we probably controlled the first quarter reasonably well to go 12-3 up, two tries scored, uh, you know, it's probably exactly what we'd asked for. Um, but the longer the game went, the, the more um, oxygen they got from penalties and from the, the skill that they showed. And, um, you know, you've, you've got to commend them for that. It's not the first time we've seen them do it. It's not a surprise to us that they were incredibly tough to beat. And, uh, you know, the... The, the quality even of Michael Leach coming off the bench, I thought he really added value as well when he when he came on. Um, Yutamura and, and uh, Lafayette, I thought they got a, a bit of an armchair ride. We got penalised for a few offsides and then we became he- hesitant. And once we became hesitant, we couldn't really put the same pressure on them as they were putting on us. And they got a, a, a real roll on. So that, that's, that's a tough 
tough defeat for us to take, but um, I think the strength of the team will be how they respond and how they rebound from this. Um, a six-day turnaround into this game was was a little bit tough, and, and we've got a five-day turnaround now into the Russian game in Kobe on Thursday, so that, that, will, that will be another challenge for us. Um, from an injury perspective, I, I think uh, Rob... Rob Carney, I just spoke to him in the corridor. He's he's got a, a decent shiner, but uh, he, he's he's feeling okay now. He failed his HIA, as far as I know. So he will, if he doesn't pass his HIA two and HIA three, he, he will be a confirmed concussion, and that will rule him out of the the Russian game. Uh, Jack Conan, unfortunately, Jack Conan has a. A fracture in his foot, and he will return home to Ireland tomorrow. Uh, Joe, before the game, you you um, you said you looked forward to being able to put some width on the ball, and the stats sheet show that show that you have, I think, seven offloads and maybe a couple other which weren't completed, which is above your offload rate for normal. Was this the game to play a more Risk, risky sort of open game against these opponents in their conditions? No, we, we didn't go out with an explicit um, idea of playing I- any differently from the way we would normally play. And I think you know, the way that we started the game is the way that we play the game. And I felt we got some good line breaks. We got in behind them. We scored two tries. We were putting pressure on. And... Uh, I think Rob Carney's try was on the back of two penalty advantages that we had because we were putting the pressure on and, and Japan were under pressure. Unfortunately, that reversed as, as soon as they got hold of the ball um, and we missed, we missed a couple of marks. I think we got a couple of maybe two lineouts in the second half. We didn't get too many platforms to play from and uh, they kept the ball for very long periods. リアスの書いています。えっと、キャプテンにお伺いします。えっと、最初敵陣で相手日本のペナルティをした時に、ショットではなくトライを狙いに行った背景というのと、あとラストワンプレーで、えっと、タッチを蹴って試合を終わらせ
Yeah, it's hard to say. I think that the uh, the players like CJ and and um, James Ryan they were still delivering at the end. I, I think we tried to have a very easy start of the week. Uh, we had a light training on Tuesday. Um, our only real full training was on Thursday, so those players felt really well recovered. And um, you know, because we had a few changes in the back line, we wanted to keep a little bit of continuity up front. And that was that was the decision you make. I think hindsight is always uh, an advantage, but uh, I'm not sure we would have done it too too differently. Yeah, lots of Japanese being uh, spoken there at that uh, post-match press conference after the Irish-Japan uh, game earlier on today in which Japan beat Ireland. Uh, Joey Carby also spoke to the media after the game. Joey, uh, just first of all, your initial feeling when that final whistle sounds and realise that this has happened at Japan or after beating Ireland? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty gut, uh, it's pretty gutting. Um, as a squad, we're pretty disappointed, and I suppose we just have to try and let it sink in, and then try and turn our heads as quick as we can to next week. It's a quick turnaround, so uh, we need to try and get back and get as much as we can out of the next few games. When you come into the game there this evening, do you feel that there's a sense of panic in the team? when you come in not really I suppose the worst thing we can do is panic uh, we just tried to regroup and we actually got into good positions but we let ourselves down with a few handling areas and a few disciplines so um, yeah I, do, I definitely think we got into the right parts of the field and just we kind of the, the patience maybe let us down a bit why do you think that was uh, the ball was pretty slippy out there and um, chasing a game is always tough like they have more people in the front line and uh, I suppose we weren't able to adapt to that I guess there could have been a situation where you were leading from the front and chasing the game perhaps you'd, be, you'd regret not being in that position where you didn't have to chase it I suppose I suppose you never ever want to be behind uh, but when, when, we, when I came on and we were behind I suppose what I wanted to try and do was turn it over and I was unable to do that so it's, it's pretty disappointing Were you disappointed not to be starting today? Uh, I, my match fitness haven't, hasn't been uh, I haven't been I'm, I wouldn't consider myself too match fit yet uh, but I'd like to start a bit I thought Jack did a really really good job uh, his kicking was outstanding and he controlled the game really well What's the biggest thing you need to work on before the next game? Um, I suppose as a group we can definitely help ourselves out by keeping our discipline down uh, the amount of penalties we gave away kind of shot ourselves in the foot and then getting our defence kind of putting the pressure on them and using our defence as a, as, a, as a weapon rather than them imposing their attack on us Joey, sorry guys for the last one Joey do you not think there were times though that when you got to say this was more about the opposition than us they were outstanding we didn't play that badly they were just better oh yeah 100% 100% the, the questions were asked about us so that's yeah. what I was talking about yeah, then yeah. Uh, but all credit goes to Japan they're outstanding and like I said before the pressure they put on us on our attacking game was we couldn't adapt to it and they kind of just suffocated us we had no real no places to go so um, they hugely deserve it Thanks, yeah, there you have uh, Joey Carberry speaking to the media earlier on uh, today. Uh, disappointing loss for Ireland. They take on Russia and in uh, under a week anyway. It's a five-day turnaround, I think, for that game. But uh, we're going to cross back over to Parky Rin because uh, it's obviously full-time between Duhalo and Clannacilty. Duhalo winning that one uh, comprehensively enough. But Ryan Gray's Ryan, uh, how did that one go? Yeah, hi Kieran. You're a dead right full time here at Parky Rim between Duhallow and Clonakilty. A very interesting second half. Clonakilty obviously with a mountain to climb at half time. They pulled the socks up, they came out, they got a couple of points on the board and he thought hmm, maybe something might actually happen here. Ross Mannix putting his uh, his uh, 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 efforts to good use there, getting on the board for Clonakilty. But it was that midfield duo of Duhallow, Aidan Walsh and Paul Walsh, the two Turk men in the midfield, that really just turned around and said, no, sorry, lads, not today. Aidan Walsh with an absolutely fantastic goal. The second goal for Duhallow, he made a brilliant run through the midfield and finished it off. And really, once that second goal was scored, Kieran, it was mm-hmm. put beyond all doubt that Duhallow was going to take this. Like I said earlier on, the 
the conditions did not improve. In fact, they got worse towards the end of the game, the last 10 minutes there. It's absolutely teeming here. It didn't seem to phase them at all. At all, They just played through it. They were the better side from the get-go, and they were the better side kind of finishing off as well. So it was a well-earned victory for Duhalo. Yeah, um, obviously they'll go through now to the semi-finals disappointment for Clon, but uh, uh, you mentioned the rain that's getting worse just uh, again no park you're in is probably the finest surface in Cork but what's it looking like at the moment it's looking a bit more dishevelled than when we started off I'll put it that way Kieran. Okay. Uh, it like it, yeah like you say you can tell that it's a high quality surface alright but there isn't a surface in the world that isn't going to be affected by these conditions here it's, uh, it's really after taking a beating and of course you've got a very tasty fixture of Barris and Nemo getting underway in the next 15 minutes and to be honest Kieran, I can't, I can't see it getting any better for the, for the pitch in terms of the hurling tomorrow so uh, yeah no it's, it's uh, definitely after taking, uh, taking quite a hit by the conditions this evening Yeah and I uh, mentioned the Bars and Emo coming up at 7 o'clock real moat watering clash there uh, much of a crowd in Parker Inn for those games this evening It's really after filling up now Kieran. there was a bit of a crowd for, the, for, for Duhallow and Clan there it's after filling up there's a bit more of a, a, a real kind of a, a county championship feel to this uh, game obviously these two teams have history and uh, are no strangers to one another like um, so it's really after filling up there now um, I just walked back from speaking to the do hello manager and I noticed that the stands are much much fuller than they were for the first game there so I'm really looking forward to this one as well uh, and uh, you mentioned the crowds coming in now the the atmosphere ahead of that game what's that like the atmosphere is good the atmosphere is good the players are out warming up you know um, uh, like I say like they, they, it, it's, it's multiplied in here in Parky Rin is the best way I can put it it's, uh, the crowds are really after filling up you know there's, there's a bit of a buzz around the place now uh, they, no, no one's been phased by the weather here everyone's in good spirits and they're just looking forward to what will hopefully be a great game of football yeah okay Ryan uh, down in Parky Rin thanks very much for uh, joining us Ryan yeah, Ryan's there, uh, going to enjoy the uh, next game of Nemo Rangers and the Bears, Bears, which gets underway at 7 o'clock. And we have updates on our Twitter account at Big Red Bench. You can follow uh, those there. Ryan is tweeting away mad. He's the team sheets up now as well, I think. So uh, do check that one out. Now, uh, moving on, Cork City probably didn't have their uh, best performance either up in Derry City last night, losing 4 nil. Uh, I caught up with uh, Neil Fane just a short while ago before we came on air just uh, talking about that game and uh, what he took out of it Okay, so uh, Neil obviously not the result you would have wanted last night up in Derry No um, you know to concede the front rows is never never good Um, but I felt it was the the timing of the goals that, that really killed us I don't think that the performance was was too bad. It was just the, the timing of the goals was, was 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 a bit of a killer blow to us, especially the first half ones. Yeah, there was uh, one of those was uh, an OG as well. That just a mix up. Yeah, you know, it was the second half. I thought that we came out after obviously two 0 down and yeah. and looked like the only team that were going to score really in the second half. I felt we had a good, had a few chances, and then they get a free kick, get a header, and unfortunately, Tig save hits column a bit of a fluke really and it bounces in and then it's 3-0 and it kills you and then obviously the last goal is in the 93rd minute so really disappointing result um, and, and like you say it's uh, it's not great for morale uh, obviously not fantastic it's a couple of losses on the the, the not just the road I suppose but in a, in a row lately yeah, but yeah. Um, like the season end is coming near I suppose there's, there's lots of fans actually looking forward to the end of the season not uh, because of the, the run that we've had I suppose but rebuilding can start uh, ahead of next season there is an element of rebuilding needed I guess yeah, my, I mean, my job was to come in and see what was what what was to stay and what was to go for next season, and then build a squad for next season. But that's still not, you know, we still want to yeah. win matches. We want to be competitive, and you know, as much as I am doing that, I'm trying to look at where I can strengthen and what I can let go. At. You know, it's, it, we, we still want to win games. We're not going out on purpose to lose matches, and yeah, yeah. you know, the, the fact that you know we, we missed a penalty against Tin Harps, if we did miss that penalty, we probably would have won, even though we, it was it was a disappointing nil nil draw, draw away to. To, to, to Dundalk nil nil was was not a bad defensive performance with a lot of players missing. So it shows me that the players care and that they're trying. It's just it's just trying to get that little bit of luck and and being defensively sound to keep us in the game and then, and try and nick one. What we're missing is a is a an out and out goal scorer, I suppose. And I think that's been the case for the 
for the whole season. Yeah, I, I, look, uh, it should be mentioned, Derry sit here uh, top last night as well. But um, like I think you said a week or two ago, you know, people, well, you mightn't have said in these words, but people were playing for their contracts, I suppose, or to play next season. Has like yeah. are you disappointed with maybe how the players have played since he said that, or are they playing well? That it's just uh, the result just aren't coming through. No, some of them, some of them are, are not playing well. I think that's, you know, I think yeah. they know that for whatever reason, confidence, um, uh, whether they whether they haven't been playing and not fit enough. I'm not sure. It's just some of them are not are not playing well, not performing to to, what, to their own standards, not just my standards. So that's been disappointing. But then on the plus side, we've just given me an opportunity, given me an opportunity to play to play young lads. Obviously, Jake O'Brien made his debut last night yeah. as centre-back and did very well even though very difficult night for, for him defensively obviously with the, the forward line they've got but I thought he kept Parkhouse very quiet um, and then you've got um, obviously Alec Byrne played centre-mid he played up in Dundalk as well and, and, and was excellent and played very well again last night so you know the signs are there that we've got young players coming through and it's it's up to the players who want contracts for next season to step up and, and show me that they want to be here yeah, you mentioned one or two names there. It's no harm throwing them in the, the deep end, I guess. Well, Dan, Dan Casey was injured, so it wasn't a case of um, just throwing him in. We, it, it, we we had to really. I didn't yeah. really have much much option there, so you know he, he he was the man to step up, and and I thought he did well. You know, it was it was it was obviously a tough game, but I, I don't think they really threatened the goal too badly in the first half. I know. They had a shot and maybe a cross, but other than that, I felt we were pretty comfortable. A little bit of pressure, but it was just disappointing. Every manager will tell you it's, it's horrible to concede a goal from a set piece, um, especially so close to to half time. And then once that goal goes in, I think the, a little bit of belief and a little bit of we're never going to get back into the game comes into it, and you know we give away a a, um, a soft goal away for the second goal right on half time, which you know which which was a killer. Yeah, um, a lot of people had been calling all season to see a bit more of uh, Ty Grine. You've certainly given him uh, an opportunity to impress as well. He's got a good bit of game time since he came in. Yeah, he's played since I've come in, and he's done well as well. You know, I don't think that we can we can blame him for any of the goals last night. The one that that he pushes to the side and comes off column was just unfortunate. It's yeah. just you know one of those things when you when you're down at the bottom, those kind of things go against you. But no, I thought he's done well. He's He's a good lad, and he's you know he's, he's shown me that he's that he wants to be here next season anyway. Yeah, was there much positives out of last night's game? It's hard to take positives. Four oh, nil, four nil loss. It really is. But you know we're trying to. I've, I've watched the game back, and there was some there was some good play, some good defensive play. And in the second half, when we actually took the game to them a little bit, we created some good chances. I thought that. Joel came on and, and was excellent as well, and he looked lively on the on the right wing. So there, there is positives. There's always you know little positives to take out of it, but you know we need we need to we need to defend. But I just need to be more solid and not concede goals like we did last night. Um, and look, before I, I leave you go, Neil, um, th- there's four games left in the season. Um, you're certainly going to learn a lot more about the the rest of the squad for for those four games. Bowes, UCD, Dundalk, and Shamrock Rovers. Not easy. Not, not easy. Three, three out of those four will be will be very tough, and you know, depending on the mindset that you should do, players um, yeah. at home, you know, how will that go? It, it, it depends. You know, we we need to we need to just make worry about ourselves, not worry too much about the opposition, and, and just go out. And you know, we're we're still in. I believe still in a a little bit of a scrap for the playoffs as well. We're still not safe from that with yeah. Finn Hart. So. Depending on how the results go, you know, it could get a little bit hairy down there. But is, is that a worry or is it at the back of the mind that, that Finn Harps could still just come up? Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a, I mean, the, the fact they didn't beat us at home, you know, we, we drew against them, kept them away from us. I know I know that, you know, we should have won the game and, yeah. and we nearly did, but I felt, I felt that they didn't, they didn't beat us, they kept us a little bit of distance. They've also got... Um, they've also got to go to Derry, they've also got to play Shamrock Rovers, so um, it'll be difficult to them to, to pick up points as well. Um, I'm sure they'll be thinking the same thing, so no, in the back of my mind, I don't want to start counting my chickens and sandwich yeah, trays yeah, yeah. and everything else, we just want to, it's in the back of our mind, we need to concentrate and, and, and start getting results and get some wins and we want to end the season on a high. Yeah, well look, uh, Neil, thanks very much for joining me on the bench. City taking on Bulls next week uh, at Daily Mount uh, next Friday. Uh, but Neil Fenn, manager of Cork City FC, thanks very much for joining me. No problem, Kevin. Cheers. Thank you.
There you have Neil Fenn speaking to me after their loss with Derry City. That's all we've time for on the show this evening. CV's up next. We're back tomorrow on the bench from six. The podcast will be up in the next few moments. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.